or prove it to me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, right? We know that scripture. And we know that, I, I remember reading um, in Isaiah that he, it talks about how he was despised and how he was rejected. But he came here with a primary purpose to love. And even in his love, he was sometimes rejected. Love is complicated sometimes. But I'm reminded of, of um, earlier, it was probably 2020 when we were in the shutdown, I, I did a, uh, a focused study in the book of Philippians. My wife reminded me of this this morning as I was thinking about, Lord, what can I say today? And, and not just shoot off my hips here, but have something that you've already put in my heart, my spirit. And it's, it's not a classic um, Christmas <laughs> text, but I love the book of Philippians. And this letter that Paul writes to a, a church that was pretty crucial in the start of his ministry, a church that was greatly supporting his work, and he was sending a, a letter of encouragement to them. He was sending a letter of affirmation of, hey, you guys are, you, you are doing it. This is good work. Keep it going. And this is what he writes to them in his opening. He says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you yes. will bring it to completion yes. at the day of Jesus Christ. Yes. You see, it's right for me to feel this way about you all because I told you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace. He writes both of my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel for God is my witness how I yearn for you with all the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer. And that it is my prayer. It is my prayer. It is Shannon's prayer. That your love may abound more and more. With knowledge and all discernment. So that you may approve what is excellent. And so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. If I could sum up my final words to this congregation in a simple phrase and wish is that I pray that your love would abound. Yes. I pray that your love would abound. Recalling the idea that Jesus has exemplified for us the love that is very active. And we think about the love of God that we are to model. The love of God, it abounded in three things. Not comprehensively, but three things I want to share today. His love abounded in deeds. Mm -hmm. His love abounded in deeds. He was always looking for a need to fill. And the thing about Jesus, he knew a need before you even had the need sometimes, yes. right? Yes. Remember those, the, the, the five or however many thousand that he fed, and they were out there, and he already began to make plans for them, knowing that they would eventually be hungry, so he was already going ahead and before them. 
He already knows the need before it's even on our heart, before it's even in the pit of our stomach, before it's even yeah. an anxiety point in our mind, before it's even something to distract us and deter us from where we're at. God already has begun to make provisions for us ahead of time because he anticipates the need. He is a, he is a God. His love abounds in good deeds. The people of God, they knew this, and generation after generation, they would tell of the good works of God, and, and these good works, they would carry the generation in strength. And the only time that that would lose it is if the generation stopped telling and retelling that story. But if we can abound in good deeds and continue to tell the good work of God in our lives, I think it'll be encouraging and strengthening for our church. And I still say our church because whether whether we are a part of this congregation or Old Cheney congregation or a congregation somewhere else in the city, we are all part of the church. This is our church. But we abound, love abounds in deeds, and God's love abounds in deeds. It's very active. In this church, we have seen abounding love in deeds. We have seen so many of you serve in ways that were so crucial. One, to my wife and I as a couple, as a number of you have helped watch our kids, um, you've brought meals to us when Shannon was knee deep in, in finals for, for law school, knee deep, neck deep, head all the way. <laughs> you, you served in, in a time when we came out of the pandemic. Not a lot of people came back right away. Even fewer people came back to help with anything. But the people who came and said, I'm going to continue to serve and to fill a gap so that ministry can continue to go forth. So that it doesn't have to be one person carrying it all. A number of you came and you said, I'm going to buy deeds. I'm going to come and find a way to serve. And I'm going to find people in the congregation to make sure that they feel seen, that they feel welcome, that they feel heard. One of the, I think, cultural things that we have found in this season at Van Nord is it has become a welcoming place. It's always been a welcoming place, but there's been something special in this season, and it's been a, a time where we, we've made that for people. I look at people like Miss Bree Campbell over here, um, who, who joined us because she joined a connect group that Shannon did called I Am Not Her. And she wasn't associated with the church at the time, but she came, and she got connected, and she started to serve in such a phenomenal way, serve on a worship team. And I remember the pandemic when it was just maybe sometimes... One or two people on the worship team. How do we all remember this, right? <laughs> and we may or may not have, like, a guitar person. Yeah. And we were singing a song. Uh, is it Firm Foundation? Or was that with Andrea? I can't remember. But it's Firm Foundation because I needed you to take Chandler's part. Because, because he sings, and you think it, you can sing it, but it's way too high. But... <laughs> To, to see someone who, from the outside of the community, found a way to connect yeah. and then said, I want to be a part of what's happening. And through her good deeds, continue to serve and, and to bring her heart, to bring her passion, to bring her friendship into this space to make that connection that was active love for us. And you all have continued to actively love each other. You've brought each other meals and sickness and you, you've listened to each other as we've been just venting about COVID and all the woes of COVID and we've been dealing with figuring out how to raise kids when we're trying to figure out the school systems and kids online and y'all have loved each other so incredibly well with your deeds. And that's something I'm so incredibly thankful for. I also believe the love of God and what we see in Jesus is that it abounds even in the presence of pain. 
Sharon, you said it so beautifully that sometimes we, we hold pain and love in the same hands. And Isaiah 53 talks about Jesus being despised and rejected, and, and it talks about the grief that he was acquainted with and the pain that he was acquainted with. And he did that all for the purpose of love. Yes. Jesus at any point could have chosen to be done with it all, but for love, yeah. he endured the cross. Yeah. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. The thing about love is, is sometimes it hurts. Sometimes we have to love when it hurts. Sometimes we have to, to love our kids when they're acting crazy, right? Sometimes we have to, to love that person who's dealing with an addiction that we don't understand. We have to love, we, we try and we stick there, we, we love them. Sometimes we, we love them, we stick in there, we wanna love the person, we show love when it's hard, we don't understand what's happening with their mental health, and we, we wanna fix it for them, we want the depression to disappear, we want the anxiety to disappear, we, want it, we just wanna fix it. But that, that journey of pain as they struggle with that, that infirmity, as they struggle with that state of mind, and, and as we sit there and wanna help them and don't feel like we can do much, just that, that love that continues to love through it and in that space that exists next to it. The, the people that love when it gets hard, when it gets painful, when your love gets tested by, by circumstances and by differences, yeah. that love grows and it gets deeply rooted and allows us to stand taller, to stand stronger, to stand more united because we had been through something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right? Sing because we have a story, we have a testimony. Yeah. One thing I've loved about this church is that we have had a generational just breath of wisdom and treasure. Mm -hmm. I think about the Smiths. Y'all have been part of this operation since the get-go. One of my most memorable moments was last year. Last year, right? We had a, a reunion where the original CP crew, the founding crew, had a reunion here. And this room was just full of, of salt and pepper hair, and we had like 10 different guitars, and they were playing music from like, way. <laughs> right? But this, this richness of, of legacy and, and people who have testimonies of what God has done in their life. I remember sitting across coffee with, with Greg and Sherry and learning about their, their story and their testimony and their acquaintance with grief and seeing how God had worked in their life and hearing that testimony giving me strength and courage even in the season that I was in. Those are the kinds of connections that we have seen and sometimes love abounds even in the presence of pain. How many of y'all would say that there is the presence of pain in your life today? Mm -hmm. Let love abound. Mm -hmm. Let love abound. Amen. And here's the thing is, is love even abounds when there's opposition. Mm -hmm. The way that, that Jesus worked with those who opposed him, he didn't let them walk all over him. He didn't shrink back. He still told truth and he said it in love and he was direct when he needed to be. And when he needed to get out of town, he found a way to do so. But this idea of loving your enemies is a really tall order. And when I hear that, I say, Jesus, do you, are, are you sure? Did you hear, did you hear this? Do you realize how hard this is for us? He says, of course I do, because 
I walked the earth and I was crucified. Because people didn't like my message because people wanted to, to believe in a, a works-based faith yeah. that, that they could earn their way into heaven. They could earn their, they could earn my love. So Jesus understands that. And I know that we can think in our lives of people who seem to be opposing forces. But this idea of loving your enemy. As we get into this, the, the time in our, in our country and in our society right now, I have never seen such a polarization yeah. of peoples. And what has been so heartbreaking is the amount of of that that has been happening inside our church walls. Mm -hmm. And that people who think differently, that people who understand things differently or experience things differently, have no longer had this space uh, where all of a sudden they've been moved to an extreme where this is, this is an enemy, this is someone I have to mm -hmm. go after. But the Bible says to love our enemies. And if we're existing around those who seem to oppose us, the Bible says, God wants us to pray for our enemies. Mm -hmm. I think the most active thing we can do for our enemies is we pray for them. Yeah. As we pray for them. Yes. And there's some prayers you can pray that are in the Bible that are, are kind of fun to pray for your enemies. Like, Lord, I pray that you ran boils upon their house. I pray that you would cause their toilets to backflow and that everything would come up and they'd have to. You can pray those prayers, but that's not the kind of prayer I'm encouraging you to pray. Lord, I pray that. I, I remember hearing people in my life pray that their, that their bosses would receive a promotion somewhere else. <laughs> God, give them a raise somewhere else. There's ways to praise for an enemy that, that kind of gets them moving, right? But also understand that our enemies are people sometimes. Yes. That we make enemies. And, and they have complex stories and backgrounds and reasons why they are the way that they are. And so sometimes the best thing we can do is just pray for even the person we don't understand that has hurt us. Now this is, this is, not, this is not an encouragement, this is not a license to enable abusers and anything like that. Because sometimes you just got to get away. And I pray that the church can be a place where people can find safety and refuge in those situations. I know a number of us, even in this congregation, have had experiences with abuse in your past. We've prayed with you and we've heard your stories. And this idea of loving your enemy probably seems really hard to grapple with. And I guess in this situation, we as, as a church family, we can help you. We can, we can continue to pray for you and inter intercede for you. Because it's not going to be an easy feeling to, to pray for anybody. Sometimes you just... You need to pray to be well and to be healed in your in yourself before you can really experience that. We understand that, but sometimes love abounds even when there's opposition, and that's necessary. I love this congregation because even in this house, we've had people with opposing views, really, really hard opposing views sometimes, and you have found spaces and places yeah. to articulate those with each other. You have been able to engage in what's called civil discourse, civil discourse, and still remain brothers and sisters in Christ. 
And I think that's important. When we can maintain the unity of love, even in the presence of really diff big differences, that's been beautiful. This has been a place where that's happened. This has been a place that I've been so honored to call our church home for these past few years. A place where we found healing, even after, as we were figuring out a season of our life, we came here and got connected and, and just loved on by, by all of you. And we've seen people come, we've seen people go, and that comes with everything. But overall, this campus has been a consistent presence of love in our lives, so we're grateful for that. And so if anything today, I want to encourage you, continue to abound in love. The way that we prepare ourselves for the coming of Jesus is that we be about loving. We can, by loving others, we can bring peace, hope, and joy to the world through our love. That's what I love about this idea is that love can really be the medium and the vehicle for which peace, love, and hope are even delivered. This world needs to experience peace, hope, and joy, and our love can be the vehicle for that. It is the reason why Jesus prayed so much that we would be able to find that kind of love for one another because it was by our love for one another that the world yeah. would yeah. come to the world. Amen. That's why love is so important. That's why love is, is so important. So I have some sometimes for you. Sometimes love is going to come with pain. And sometimes we need to let it go. And sometimes we got to work through it. But we can always trust whatever it is to the love of God. We don't have to bear anything on our own. And there are some things, there are some pains that God has called us to bear with him. That we can share with his heart. But there are some pains that God has given you in this room today permission to let go of. There are some pains in this room that some of you have been holding on to for too long that God in this morning is telling you, you have my permission, my blessing, my healing to let that go because I am working on it. I am moving in the background. You can let that one go. I don't know what that is, but I hope that speaks to someone today. And with that being said, um, Shannon surprised me this week. She, uh, she's been, like her books are just scary. <laughs> uh, constitutional law, like the devil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the other evidence? It's like, but in the midst of all that, um, she brought this, just a little presentation of memories from our time here that we wanted to share with you. And, So I want to close with this video that expresses our heart towards this campus and thank you for these years of abounding in love here and my encouragement and my charge that you continue to abound in love. Who did you want to sing? Okay. She said. <laughs> All right, with that, can you guys share the video?